Welcome to Managed Carecast, a podcast from the American Journal of Managed Care. This is Allison Encero, Managing Editor of the American Journal of Managed Care. Social distancing, sanitizing, and mask wearing cut down on typical flu cases, and a recent interview broadcast on Medical World News, the 24-hour online news program for healthcare professionals from MJH Life Sciences, highlighted another development to come out of the COVID-19 pandemic, a reduction in Clostridium difficile cases in hospitals and medical facilities. Given the benefit in reducing the spread of infectious disease, will these institutional mitigation measures and habits continue in a post-pandemic society? This episode of Managed Carecast brings you an excerpt from the broadcast. The interviews were conducted by one of our sister sites, HCP Live, which covered the Digestive Disease Week meeting this spring. First, you'll hear from Dr. Christy Tugland, Vice President of Advanced Analytics for Avalier Health. She's followed by Dr. Alpish Amin from the University of California, Irvine School of Medicine. And lastly, you'll hear from Dr. Brian Lacey from the Mayo Clinic. some of the increased uh, protections would stay in place because, you know, here's a, what do they call it? A real world experience, uh, you know, experiment, right? And, uh, and, and, and it works and it showed that it works. You know, it's also a fact that people weren't going to nursing homes. They were staying out of the hospital for elective surgeries if they could for, you know, um, so part of it is just due to the fact that people weren't you know, I'm not sending my mom to the nursing home. I'll take care of her myself at home, right? Um, I think the other thing that is really subtle in this data that I want to bring out since you mentioned COVID-19 and COVID really brought to light the disparities, right, in healthcare. And one of the things we saw is that um, one, one, the people getting C. diff tend to be more likely to be dual eligible, meaning they are poor, they are low income, they are not only um, getting Medicare, but they are getting Medicaid coverage, so they are poor. Um, they are also more likely to be black. So, so there are some disparities here in that in the populations that are are subject to the, these terrible diseases and sepsis, um, you know, related to low income, related to minority status. So I think that, um, you know, those are two, two things then that um, the clinicians really need to pay attention to. Um, you know, people who have these social risk factors are going to be more likely to get C. diff, to get sepsis. So that's a special population where we're seeing disparities here that could really, really should be at the top of the list, right, for prevention. I think there are significant improvements in both behavioral uh, as well as uh, operational improvements that uh, will help prevent uh, propagation of, of infections from occurring. CC diff has two issues. One is there's the exposure to antibiotics, right, that puts patients at risk for developing C. diff. And the question there is, were, were antibiotics used appropriately? Uh, because if you didn't, if you didn't need them, then you then you're decreasing the risk of exposure uh, to antibiotics, and by decreasing the risk of exposure, you're also decreasing the potential for C. diff to occur. So that's one thing, right? On the other side, there's also the problem in the hospital setting because C. diff occurs through spores 
you know, uh, propagation from patient to patient, patient to to healthcare worker, health patient to healthcare worker to patient, you know, taking it into the community and so forth. So this propagation issue, I think, has uh, been uh, we've been more vigilant in hospitals with COVID, right? Everything from gowning and masking and the hand washing and all the other stuff. It's to the behavioral issue, right? And the question is, post COVID, you know, will our behavior maintain itself and therefore facilitate a decrease in propagation of spores and infections and so forth. I don't know the answer for sure, but I'm hopeful, right? I'm hopeful, but, you know, also the other problem is that, uh, you know, uh, people's memories sometimes are short-lived when it comes to to behavioral uh, changes, right? So, you know, the innovation that that I tend to look at, you know, uh, from kind of a process implementation to uh, quality and healthcare and prevention is can we create barriers and structural things that will facilitate the cultural and behavioral needs that we need to have in order to ensure long-term sustainability of what you're describing and you know, be, uh, yeah, and that's kind of like a little bit of help to remind people uh, and to encourage people or to force people to 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 do things that will help prevent propagation of spores and infections. And so, you know, and I think that's kind of the work that we'll have to do on an ongoing basis to help us uh, pr- uh, sustain some of the gains that we're getting. This pandemic has led to a number of amazing findings that are either not so good or good. As an example, not so good is we're spending huge amounts of money now on protective gear and resources that maybe we could have employed in other ways in a, in a better way. But we've also learned some really neat things. So as an example, with people wearing masks, influenza rates drop dramatically. With fewer patients coming to the hospital, we're not spreading diseases in the hospital as much. With fewer visitors to the hospital, we're not spreading communicable diseases nearly as much. And those are good things, and I hope we take some of these lessons about hand washing and wearing gloves more frequently and wearing masks to heart because I think we can really help improve the health of our patients who are already in the hospital in the years to come. I think time will tell, you know, it's very hard for patients and providers to learn these lessons and maintain those lessons and not slip back into old habits. For all of us at AGMC, thanks for listening. For more about this issue, visit agmc.com or see the show notes. To get in touch with us, email info at agmc.com or follow us on Twitter at agmc underscore journal. And if you like Managed Carecast, don't forget to subscribe and rate us.